Guitar, 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 strum, 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 strum. It's the Podcore Slopcast, and that was my most innovative song that I've done yet. This is the theme song, and we're going to have good old times. We'll buckle your seatbelt, and we're going right in. End of song. <coughs> well, 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 another Podcore Slopcast. And yes, today I am joined by my dear, wonderful Tanta Karen. Karen, what's going on? Welcome to the podcast. Yes, thank you. Just, just, just so you know, we have bags available with friends, um, friends' image on them. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. So if you need a slobcore bag with Bryn's lovely image, we're wearing nothing but a t-shirt and a lot of body hair, feel free to contact Bryn. <laughs> yes, wow. Smart. Way to show for my products. You're, uh, you're looking out for me. Um, what's going on? Welcome to the couch. Yes, thank you. It's a very lovely, comfortable couch. Hold it a little higher if you can. It's a lovely, comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lovely, comfortable couch. Thank you, thank you. Yes, there were two things in the way. <laughs> um, and we just had a delicious salmon dinner. How was oh, that salmon gosh. treating you? How was it? Oh, it was wonderful. And just think of all the lovely omega threes I'm getting. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we got we got a lot of omega threes up in here. Now we're we're really cooking with cooking with fish oil. <laughs> I was gonna say, I hope you're not saying gas because between the two of us, that could be pretty potent. Oh yeah, we we got some skills in that department. Yes, we do. Gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, the way I've been starting on these episodes mm-hmm. is with a bit of a Bryn origin story, oh. and so I mean, you got a lot of them, but you can just maybe. Maybe, do you remember the first time you met me? You could start with that, or you could just tell a cute story of me as a kid. Yeah, Whatever comes to you. the first time I met you, um, you were home, you were from the hospital. Uh-huh. It was January in Oregon, and everybody was relieved that you were home safe. Yeah. And you were just kind of laying there with your eyes closed, and your little fist crumbled up, and <laughs> laying back, and just being mellow. Aw. And you were just... you. You were the mellowest, I think, of, of <laughs> yeah. all your siblings. Yeah, you I, don't, know? I don't know if that's changed. <laughs> it, you know, it, it, it took a lot, a lot to, we, we knew that when, when Bryn was crying, something was really wrong yeah. because, you know, he's very, very mellow person. So, <laughs> you know. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, tons of family hangouts then. Were you, were you living in Oregon when I was born? Yeah. Okay, nice. Nice. Yeah, I was. I just, I just barely moved. I think back that summer. Uh huh. No. Dang. Yeah. Do you have any um, any cute little? I mean, this is your platform to dish on the cute, embarrassing stories of my childhood. You got any of those? Uh, no, because you could call and contact your your parents and get some cute, embarrassing stories about me. So that being said, <laughs> you're being strategic said, here. Nice. I'm just gonna let that one go. All right, all right, fair enough. <laughs> now, now you want to talk about cute, embarrassing stories about your siblings? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, I sure got a lot of good memories of uh you were an awesome babysitter whenever parents were doing something or they were going to something we obeyed pretty much no rules <laughs> yep and i think one of the biggest babysitting memories was just the songs that you would do for us and especially yes. the um mary poppins mary poppins one yeah yes i had my own versions of mary poppins <laughs> it was not the cute lovely disney one it was about 
peanut butter up your nose and pickles in your toes. It had a whole different meaning. Oh, yeah. And that's the good stuff right there. <laughs> you know, because the other one was kind of boring. Oh, totally. You got to add a little bit of Nelson Flair up in there. I mean, I had two young kids in some bunk beds. And uh-huh. if I sang a Mary Poppins song, they'd be like, oh, please. <laughs> Go away. Yes. <laughs> There's that Nelson earthiness right there for you. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Earthy. Oh, yeah. Well, not only Nelson, but Richards. Oh, interesting. Yes. Yes. Not only were the, were the Norwegians and still are the Norwegians earthy, the Welsh are pretty earthy, too. Yeah. There we go. Yes. Very Hobbit-like. That explains my uh, hairy toes right there. <laughs> uh, we won't go into your, your papa's hairy toes, your other, other brother's hairy toes. Or... There's a lot of hairy toes in the family. Let's just keep it at that. There are. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's 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 a plethora of body hair amongst the men in this family. <laughs> yep. And proud of it, clearly, as I'm uh, parading out on the Internet every single day, <laughs> cooking in my kitchen <laughs> and on the tote bag that you have, too. This is true. This is true. He's got a lovely, a lovely uh, T-shirt on there. The hair is back. The eyes are blue and he's ready to go. Yep. Pretty much. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been so fun doing these with family, especially because I got a whole life of living of you just cracking me up and being silly. And so I'm happy to have you join me here for the for the podcast. Well, I figured that that was that was my job. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, not my job, but that was, you know, your your parents were there to be your parents. Uh huh. Your siblings were sometimes there to annoy you, sometimes there to love you. Uh huh. And my job was to give you guys a break. Yeah. You know. (laughs) So whatever way I could, right? I did. Yep, you did a pretty good job at it, I'd say. And it's been fun as I've been uh, embracing Uncledom. Oh totally. yes, it's a uh, it's a pretty sweet gig. <laughs> it is, but nobody has the power of the grandparents. Oh yes, aunts and uncles still have to listen to the no's and yeses and the 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 wishes of the parents but grandparents have carte blanche yes they do yes they do <laughs> you know you can send your kids over your grand their, their grandparents can feed them chocolate cake until they throw up and they still can not say a word <laughs> we're we're sending you home with you now <laughs> definitely getting you back for that time you <laughs> <laughs> well were me and my siblings as cute and tiny and funny as Finley and Soren are? Uh, so I feel uh, that's kind of hard to believe. Finley and Soren are know, pretty dang cute. You, you, you guys were were pretty cute. You guys were nice. were pretty cute and and adorable. And yeah, it just you know, and they just one after the other. You guys just kept coming, and we <laughs> kept going more cuteness, more cuteness, more adorableness, more adorableness. Yes, more things I get to get and put together. Yep. Yep. Well, so yeah, you you guys were all pretty pretty doggone cute. Uh huh. Yep. Well, that was actually something Sophia and I talked about in our podcast. It's just how um, grateful we were to have the tight family and the support of of uh, all yeah. each other, and especially your moniker. Some of the podcasters don't know this is uh, Mama Drugs because you are so good at being a nurturer and providing and. You always got a purse with any sort of over the, over over the, the counter, counter, over the counter medication that anyone might the need. The Tums, the aspirin, the Kleenex, yep. toilet paper. Yep. yep. And I sure appreciate it because every time I've gotten sick the last few years, you give me a call. Just make sure I got everything that I need. And, got uh, your goods. Yep. Yep. Is that something you've kind of always 
felt connected to is just yeah. being a good nurturer and yeah well I, I come from a long line of nurturing women yeah totally. so i watched them nurture people all my life yeah you know um so yeah yeah and i've really found especially the last few years how providing and just being there and supporting others is also very good for yourself mm-hmm. and it really is very oh yeah it i don't know it does wonderful things for your self-esteem yeah because totally. you have the sense of not only of accomplishment but you've helped someone else uh-huh accomplish something that they wanted to do yeah totally. so it becomes a win-win and i i really do think that this is a world where um there's a lot more capacity to receive nurture and to give nurture but oh, there's yeah. various things that hold people back or yeah there are there worry. are a lot of things that well i think that that hold people back but um yeah we could we could all definitely benefit from somebody either nurturing us or us nurturing them uh-huh you know there needs to be perhaps a little bit more of that yeah i think so especially in tough times like today and it doesn't have to be anything big it can yeah. be as simple as you know giving someone a few flowers from your garden or mm-hmm. Meeting that shut-in person or just saying, paying someone in the store a compliment or just, you know. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be anything big. Definitely. Yeah, it really, little things like that are good. Speaking of paying a person in the store a compliment, compliment um, one of the things that we've been doing lately is we go on shopping trips together. And it's always ah, yes. good fun. Yes. And Karen, one of your skills that you've always been amazing at is you are the ultimate cashier charmer and schmoozer and uh it's it's pretty amazing to watch you work your craft after i check out that's a that's definitely a a richards oh yeah richards gift yeah that's that welsh blood coming in there um because nilsons aren't really charmers they're they're more straight up more Uh honest uh um and they, they they can be charming but it's more the more the Richards. Nice. You know. Nice. And the, the, the trick is and to. That, that's your mama's side. Yes. The, and I've learned that the trick is to shovel it in small amounts. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that it's palatable and understandable. But if you're dumping a whole bunch on people at once, they feel overwhelmed. Yeah. And it defeats the purpose. Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but we all just need a little something, something. Oh, yeah. Well, and when I was on the night shift and I was uh, living alone and I'd get off of work at midnight, Winco is the only place I could shop. And so that's where we always go. But there was one woman who was uh, the Winco cashier. And I think she was my closest friend <laughs> during that 14 months I was on the night shift. Yeah. Because I'd see her once, twice a week. And she's just a sweet lady. And Oh, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, definitely very thankful for that. Yeah. And, like, after working in uh, grocery stores before, I know how, like, Dole it can get, and then some people are all up on their own stuff and uh-huh. not the greatest customers. So it just no, feels good in, to be personally challenged. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's nice to be able just uh, yeah, I love the feeling of being like nice and friendly and have a good little conversation. Yeah. And it wasn't anything fabulous that she, she didn't give you anything other yeah. than her time and her patience and and totally. a little warmth. Totally, you know, which which we all can do. Yep, yep. Because I do think we. Uh, we affect each other in little ways all the time. And Definitely. sometimes that can be a little overwhelming because you don't want to be stepped on people's toes. Right. But right. most people, I think, have a pretty good. Choose your choose good your time. Heart. Choose yeah. your time and choose your moments carefully. Totally. Yeah. 
Yeah. When someone is, you know, wrestling their kids in a car, don't walk up and go, I love your jacket. <laughs> yeah. Ma'am, step away from the children. <laughs> but yeah, well, I think especially it's so cool because I don't know if this is necessarily a generational thing, but a lot of my peers and people my age, like, feel really nervous about like phone calls or like talking to a stranger in a store or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel that way sometimes too, but I've also always had such good role models of like people are generally good and generally friendly. Yeah. And it's just nice having those little conversations, especially in the pandemic. Right. When you can't have those as much, you realize how important that sort of right. connection well, can be. I, it, I, th- I think it might be a generational thing because my generation, we're just going to leave it at my generation. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> my generation was taught to trust everybody. Right. My yeah. grandmother's generation were taught that policemen, doctors, all these people were gods. Uh, and you, you didn't question. You just sucked it up and did whatever. Yeah. My generation was taught that people were friendly and, and to trust everybody. Yeah. The generations after that were taught to be a little bit more suspicious, a little bit more careful. Yeah. Um, totally. And. You know, and uh, there are and there are a lot of things that that happen to to uh, to change that to make people yeah. start to think that way. Yeah, you know, which Definitely. is which was good in one way because seeing yeah. someone as a god is not really oh, productive. No. That's where <laughs> when someone everyone. has that level of power and influence, they can abuse it. Unfortunately, exactly. But no, I think that. That is definitely a thing in like stranger danger, right? And you don't you don't trust everyone. You yep. just you know. Yeah. And you don't you don't pick and choose, you just use common sense. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's definitely a line to there's a bit of a middle ground where you can still like come at at it with respect and talk to people. And, exactly. But some people do not know that and don't have good boundaries around that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it a lot of times the people, in my opinion, that uh-huh. aren't respectful of others weren't respected themselves yeah you know, we, we we become what we've learned we, totally. we become how we're treated totally. and it certainly doesn't excuse by any means their behavior yeah but it's just it's who they are because what their their behavior was set in motion a long time ago yep by someone else and they are unfortunately carriers totally yeah we're all uh everyone's got a lot of baggage everything's oh, yeah. pretty complex some people have makeup bags. Some people have trunks. <laughs> yep, totally. you know, but you're right. Everybody has something. Yep. And you really, you really don't know even only as much as people are able to share or let on. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's what one thing I love about you is just, you always come at people with such compassion and friendliness. And well, thank you. It's, well, it's just awesome whenever I see someone's like face light up, like they can tell. Yeah. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be. A challenge too. Oh yeah, you know, and you're standing at the bus stop minding your own business, and uh-huh. a total stranger walks up and they want to tell you their life story, and you're like, "Ooh, <laughs> you're look right. at the time! I got to go perm my poodle that I don't have." And I, you know, there there are ways that you can. I've learned ways to discreetly step away from their environment, and they're they're one to share something with me, and yeah. to you know, and yeah. to do something else. I also pray for the bus to come earlier many uh-huh. times. Uh huh. But um, yeah, that's one of those, you know, use discretion kind of things. Yes, definitely. It, it's funny. Sometimes I feel like I'm one of those guys in terms of making this podcast and just talking so much into a microphone and putting it out in the world, even right. though I know it's not. And that's right. part also my inner shyness 
feeling a little bit, oh, I'm, t- I'm being a little brave here, taking a little step out. Yeah. Um, but yep, yeah, that's definitely well, a thing. Yeah. It's, um, I think any, any change in my opinion, um, today mm-hmm. <laughs> change tomorrow mm-hmm. uh is sorry <laughs> that's the thing about sorry. change that's the thing about change um <laughs> is that you know it, it's it's best taken slow yeah and it's best never forced on anyone oh, if you totally. try to do both of those it's never really going to be you know become an intrinsic yeah things so. kind of take their natural pace exactly um, well one of my first ever podcasts i did was a quick walkthrough of costco just based off my memory ah uh, yes and you and i are mm-hmm. both alumnus of the warehouse we are survivors (laughs) and you you worked there a lot longer than i did i just did two different summers in college i have the skulls (laughs) but it was fun when we worked together for a bit just being able to see you in the lunchroom and cross crossing paths going yep (laughs) that was just a sort of a head nod wave thing (laughs) yep there you go yeah audio medium yes (laughs) yeah do you have any um any fun stories or any memories of your time? Oh, you do. I have warehouse. stories. So you were one of the, uh, what was your position officially called? I was in advertising. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the, the official term was one of the demo ladies or uh-huh. the snack ladies or yes. whatever. Who I think are some of the most held in high esteem by the customers. Like oh, my yeah. friends. Oh, that's whenever I talk to people at Costco, they're like, Yes, I love the sample. And then they always tell fun stories about the well, lady who snuck them to little things. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And well, not only that, but people bring their kids in. And if their kids are spastic and off the wall, uh-huh. they know that if they feed their kids something, yep. well, no matter what it is, yep. whether it's good for them or not, you know, it's just that they've got something in the mouth, something in their hand, they're distracted. Oh, it's yeah. going to make their shopping a whole lot easier. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, You know, mom and dad may not buy that, but that's okay. You know, yeah. the, the kid, like I remember one one guy came in and I was doing coconut water. Uh-huh. And he came in and his head was just, he's like, oh, man, I am absolutely miserable. He says, oh, I just, I overdrank last night. And oh, I said, wow. I said, you know what? I said, I've got these little, I said, I'm, I'm demoing coconut water. Yeah. And I said, I've got eight here on tray. Talk about hydration. If you want, and I, I filled them way more than they said I should have nice. because people, you know, people need to actually taste it, not oh, just yeah. what was that. Oh yeah. So I said, um, as we're talking, you just kind of discreetly, because I said I'm, I'm not allowed to, to, to have you stop. Yep. I'm not yep. allowed to tell you to stop. There as, you go. As we're, as we're talking, you just discreetly grab them one at a time. Mm-hmm. And I said, by the time you walk around the store, you should be hopefully feeling a little bit better. Wow. Oh. So there you, know, you go. And you although, could do a little mama drugs on the job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at coconut water. Um, also, that was a great bra. No. Um, I do, although I have an interesting story about this. Oh, yeah. This, oh, my goodness. <laughs> there was a woman that came in and uh-huh. I'm not sure. Where she was at or uh, what planet she thought she was from, uh-huh. but she came in and she had this. Bright silver sequins purse with these huge sequins on it. Whoa. And she had a regular purse and she was carrying two purses, which was kind of a tip off right there. Yeah. And I look over and the silver sequins purse is moving. The bottom of it is moving back and forth. Red flag number two. <laughs> oh my two. gosh. Red flag number three. I see her reach into the bag, uh-huh. pull out a baby porcupine. What? A baby 
porcupine. You can have a porcupine? <laughs> it was apparently her her safety porcupine, her, her safety animal. Oh, which interesting. Which was not because the, hello. Yeah, <laughs> so, okay, so here we are, store full of people, little thing that have got freaked out, and little things get freaked out an awful lot, full of quills. Yeah. Store yeah. full of people, including kids and old people. Costco is a chaotic gotten, place. That could have gotten nailed by these quills. Oh my gosh. So I, I looked over and I saw her put it back down <laughs> and I knew who um this was years ago and I yeah. I know I knew who security was. Yeah. And I closed down and I quickly grabbed one of them and I described her in detail and, uh-huh. and but I mean if you wanted to hide something, why would you have a bright silver sequined bag <laughs> right. with huge sequins on it? You know, so like you can see it gonna, undulating in there. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody's going to, you know. <laughs> and I just kind of went, oh, I think I have seen it all. But no, I have not seen it all. No, no, no. Oh, my gosh. The parking lot at Costco can be a unique experience. Oh, yeah. When I was learning to drive, that was the final destination. I did I-5 before I did the Costco parking lot, according to Papa. If you can handle the the Costco parking lot, you're you're doing pretty good. Yep. (laughs) One day I had stepped out (laughs) from shopping. I wasn't working. I stepped out and I saw these two ladies in SUVs and they were right in the middle of the front of the store. Uh Uh-huh. And... Um, they were fighting over a parking spot. Oh, no. <laughs> and one was not going to move. The other was not going to move. And I'm a lip reader. And there was not a whole lot of niceness shared yeah. between those two ladies. Sure. Uh, a few gestures. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And as I saw people coming out of the store, I said, see those two people over there? Go over here. Avoid them like the plague. So I waited till somebody at Costco saw. And they, um, they went over and had a chat with those ladies who still refused. Finally, one of the ladies decided that it really wasn't worth it because probably because people had seen her. Right. You know, and this she was afraid more security would come or whatever. Uh-huh. And so she just gave that lady a few more gestures and got in the SUV and pulled off. And oh then the gosh. lady pulled right into the spot. Oh my gosh. And I'm thinking, what? <laughs> if if this for any reason had gone in another direction, people would have been run over oh and my hurt goodness. for a parking spot. Wow. A parking spot. So, yeah. Um, Tensions run high in the Costco parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, and it's, for the most part, it's a very good and safe place to, to shop. But there yeah. are a lot of people yeah. anywhere you go that have. Um, unique perspectives. Let's, uh-huh. let's put it that way. And it's it's those ones that stick out in the memory. And when you've worked somewhere long enough, you get, yes, you get some you of those experiences. Go, wow. Let's see. Then I looked up one day, and there was a young couple walking down the aisle. Uh huh. And he had, uh, she had his hand, her hand on his hip. Uh huh. And he had her hand down the bottom of her pants. Uh-huh. <laughs> and was doing major field copying. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I looked up. Major and I've, field copying, I'm reporting like, to duty. Uh, I'd like to keep my lunch down. Can we? Can we? Can you go somewhere else? Yeah. Thinking mentally, yeah. can you go somewhere else? Because <laughs> I really don't want to see this. You know. Right. And then I looked up. One lady had um, half of her chest out, and my first thought was, you know what, honey. Half of us have the exact same thing you do, <laughs> and we're just not walking around. You know, I mean, wow. Yeah. If she was a tree, you could have countered a ring. Let's put it that way. Wow. Yeah. The cross so the, section. Yeah. Cross, uh, woo. So, uh, yeah, that there, there have been, and that's probably just this, the few of, of 
people that I've oh my my favorite my uh-huh. all time favorite was yeah, this guy yeah. came by when um non sugar items and the the sugar alternative which was Molotov oh, came out uh huh and I was doing uh these huge chocolate bars that we broke down yeah and I tried to warn people you know you but one sample you you can have as many samples as you like. But it says on the package, excessive consumption may lead to intestinal disturbance. Right, right. Figure it out for yourself. So most people went, no problem. Not, yeah. This one guy came back 12 times. Oh, no. Finished off a bar and a half. Oh. In about 10 minutes, he come by, just walk by, grab one, walk by, <laughs> grab one. And I'm just watching him going, yeah, this should get to be real interesting real soon. Because once that <laughs> kicks in. He's going to be either heading for the John or heading for home. Right. And I'm hoping he makes it to either one because. <laughs> oh, goodness. But the, okay. I just, I just remembered. A, oh, of course. Of These are great. I just remembered another one. Uh-huh. So we had, um, you know, from time to time, you, you get different managers that come into stores. Yeah. And we, one of our favorite managers had left and they brought in this new guy who clearly had a Napoleon complex. Uh... He was about like six years old, like. Five, five, two, five, six, something like yeah. somewhere in the neighborhood. Yeah. And he he made it a point not to only he I mean, he totally destroyed morale. Morale was great until he showed up. Ugh. He made it a point to verbally harass and embarrass people publicly oh my on gosh. the floor. What a jerk. He shamed people any chance and every chance he got. In his mind, probably to make himself look bigger and yeah. But what real people were probably really thinking is you doofus. Yeah. And he was just, I mean, he was, he was, it was horrible. He'd walk up to people that were, that were working at the cashiers and he'd yell, you don't do it like that. I thought, you know. Oh my and gosh. So, <laughs> oh, this is how I know God has a sense of humor. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so one day there's a gentleman that came in who clearly had Alzheimer's and uh-huh. he was with his son. Uh-huh. And, and uh, the gentleman had gotten lost from his son and was walking around the store. Right. And decided he had to go to the bathroom. Well, this new manager was so arrogant that he refused to lock his door to his office. Ever. Because no one would dare. Yeah. Dare go into his office. Yeah. This old guy went in. Uh Uh-huh. Shit all over his chair. (laughs) Wiped it up with the papers that were on the the table. Got up. Wiped his butt on on the side of the chair. And walked away. Oh, my gosh. And that must have been the talk of the store. The next day, for the next three or four days, I think. Yeah. Every time we, we'd see this guy, there'd be this smile in our face. And no, nobody laughed out loud. Nobody said anything, but we yeah. all knew, yeah. you know. And somebody, some person who will forever be a folk hero, yeah. took a cardboard box, made an outhouse. Oh, my gosh. And taped it to his door. <laughs> you know, which. That is too funny. And nobody knew what happened. Nobody would ever admit to what happened. I think I know who did it, but I'm uh-huh. not going to say. Yeah, nice. But talk about, you know, talk about karma. That's, yeah, that's some you karmic know? justice and right there. Folk hero, man. Whoever put that cardboard <laughs> outhouse up was like, oh my God. So, yeah. So I heard about it and I have to admit, I was in the back, thank God, because I laughed for 15 minutes out loud. <laughs> I just howled. Yeah. I thought, yeah. <sighs> oh my gosh. You know, because nobody, everybody lived in absolute fear as soon as the guy oh, yeah. walked into the room. And I'm like, yeah. dude, this is not a way to treat people. When you treat people like that, you got something coming to you. And you did all over your chair in your <laughs> office. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. 
I think I think the coup de grace was though that he put uh-huh. toilet paper on the desk to wipe his butt. With, <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I guess uh, apparently his son found him, uh-huh. and uh, you know, and, yeah, that's a tough situation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he pulled up his pants and he was able to walk out and stuff. But yeah. I guess his son found him, and uh, I don't think to this day his son still knows what happened. Right, right. His dad, his dad just disappeared. Oh my gosh! Um, wow. Speaking of strange older men, though, uh-huh, yep, <laughs> just suddenly remembered another one. This old guy, who he had to he had to be ninety if he was a day, uh-huh. and he was in a wheelchair. He says, "I'm I'm here with with my son, and I'm just I'm having me a, just a good old time. I was wondering, I need someone to come in and and you know help me because I've I'm getting older and I need someone to help me now." If you're going to help me, I need to know that, that you're strong enough. So why don't uh, you come over uh, here and shit on, shit on my lap and try, uh, so I know, that you're, so I know that, that you're strong enough to get up on my lap. What? And I looked While at you're him, at work? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. What a I, weirdo. I looked at him, and without missing a beat, I said, you know, the only problem with that is um, my husband is six foot eight. <laughs> And he has a German temper, and he's very no, nothing against German people. I just yep. threw that in there because I knew it's he, he'd lived through World War II. I know it scared the piss out of him. Right, it didn't, fortunately. But I said, you know, and he's very, very protective of, of his short little wife. And yeah. if I were to tell him that you requested that, he would come here and he would kick your ass. Right, right. And the only thing I heard was, oh, and those arms were moving those wheels as fast as God would did let them. Did you see little flames and rubber marks on the ground uh, there? No, but I, I think I smelled something. Yep. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. That's great. So those are, those are my lovely Costco experiences. Yeah. Did you have a favorite thing to sample? Chocolate. Chocolate, yeah. Because even if people came up and they were in a lousy mood or even in a regular mood, if they uh-huh. were in a lousy mood, they'd have the chocolate, they'd walk away from you feeling better knowing that you gave them the thing that made them feel better. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, and even if they're just feeling good, it's like chocolate's good anytime. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? You can't go wrong there. I mean, it's it, they've they've proven that it has a natural chemical that, that right. increases happiness. There you go. You know? There you go. Yeah, when I worked there, it was really... The all the sample people were so lovely, and um, on my lunches sometimes I'd make a couple laps around, and they knew I was working hard, and so they'd always give me a little extra of whatever it was. Well, going I also out. told them that that you were my nephew. Oh yeah, you 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 gave me the in. That I did. Was, I uh, said said he's he's my nephew. Try, try to be nice to him. <laughs> oh, thank you. So yeah, yep. yep, that's pretty fun. Um, oh, I do miss. We don't got any Costco food court at my work anymore. Mm. I I went hog wild on those hot dogs that summer. <laughs> yeah. But I guess I kind of needed it when I was out there pushing carts in a hundred degree weather. Yeah, you needed all the all the sodium you could you could probably get. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um well I think one other fun commonality that we share is our love of comedy. And not only in being hilarious ourselves, yeah. but uh you, I, I've learned so much fun, cool comedy from you. Would you say, like British stuff is your favorite out there? Uh, it's it's one of I like my my comedy comes in in two styles. Yeah. Uh, either cerebral and it makes you think a little bit. Uh huh. Uh huh. Or kind of dub, double entendres, which oh which yes, both both British fall into those categories. Or 
things that are, you know, like you said, like um, the dentist sketch. Yes. Or yes. The we elephant just, sketch. We just watched two Carol Burnett's show sketches that were hilarious. And I think you've been telling me about them for a couple of years now. A, a subtle hint. Go to the bathroom before you see them. <laughs> yeah. So, folks, listeners, go on to YouTube. Carol Burnett show, the dentist, and what was the other one? The elephant. The dentist sketch and the the elephant story. Yep. There, there you go. Um, yeah. So, did you watch Carol Burnett back in the day when it was on TV? No, because back in the day I was a kid and we only got uh, oh, three three channels. Wow. Three three channels See, in Michigan. That's so different because not Sometimes only two depending on the on the weather. That's so, yeah. Because not only now do are there like hunt malt like two hundred channels. But there's just the internet. Like I, I can go into so many different yep. Um, yep. places for my comedy. The big three. Yeah. Do you remember your first like favorite funny shows growing up? What they would show? It probably would have been. Oh gosh, I most of the shows we watched that were really really funny or uh-huh. that we thought were funny yeah. were the shows that my dad wanted to watch. Uh uh huh. So the first one that I remember was uh love american style mm. and hogan's heroes oh yes that's one that i've i've gone and watched yeah that's I, a good I, one and and so you know and then then there are other ones you know like my dad would watch uh green acres because the immigrant on there sounded so stupid and it made him feel better you right know, and, being the immigrant himself Aww. yeah but you know there's just that kind of stuff and he, he would watch the carol burnett show occasionally if, uh-huh. if we could get it but yeah. Couldn't always get it. Totally. But yeah, he loved he loved Mr. Tudball from the Carol Burnett show. Nice. Because he, he played a dumb Swede. Nice. Oh, you know, that's there's perfect. nothing more fun to a Norwegian than a dumb Swede. Oh yes. We um there's some uh we do a, a bit of light razzing of the Swedish within our family. Just because <laughs> we have that saying that says twenty thousand Swedes dance through the weeds chased by one Norwegian. <laughs> and we have that joke about the Norwegians, why why do Norwegians have glass bottom boats so they can see the Swedish army underneath? Right. <laughs> you know, little, little things like that, you know, just just little things. Have you that maybe that joke's referring to this, but have you heard about the the massive Swedish warship that sunk mm-hmm. in like the seventeen hundreds or whatever? Yeah. And it was like the it had like the most cannons on it ever for a ship. And then the day they like sent it out, it yeah. the balances off and it sunk. Well, it's really interesting because at one time, Denmark uh-huh. owned Norway and Sweden. Right. And then Sweden got their independence from Denmark, but they wouldn't let Norway go. Ah. And so probably when they got their independence from Denmark and they, they were they were the big dogs, that's yeah. maybe when they figured they should build the big ship. Yeah. But uh, eventually Norway got its, its uh, independence from Sweden. But um, yeah, at right. one point there were all like three three brothers. Interesting. Rolling around in, in a barn somewhere, trying to you know who's, right, who's right. going to get who's gonna, for power. Who's who's going to get the most hay? Interesting. Yep. Yeah. What what was it like growing up with uh, immigrant Norwegian papa? Were there any? I mean, it's probably just normal for you, except your papa. Yeah. But well, he had some very distinctive views and opinions about things. Uh huh. Um. He also had very distinctive foods. Like he would eat the same food every oh, week totally, every night totally he and can, that i think i got a little bit of that in me too because when i meal prep i do all my lunches for the week right away yeah and you're you're happy yep. with it but he eats the same ham sandwich for lunch every day just the mm-hmm. way he likes it yeah or he'll 
he'll uh, growing up he would he would get a can of corned beef. Nice. <laughs> and I was I was I was okay until he started calling a dead man in a can, and then <laughs> you, you don't want to hear that at eight without oh going. Oh my gosh! Ah! He's always funny. Yeah. Um, I'm over there, Ralph, with the dog. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he would he would do that, and he would feel like that would be like a week's worth of lunch. He would just catch up and there you go sandwich and off he'd go there you, you know go. he was, he was happy right there yeah he didn't he didn't like he didn't like a whole lot of change yeah at all yeah um in his life in any way shape or form and mom tried very very hard to um you know to a- acquiesce to his needs uh-huh yeah until about 55 and then she said no more right you know <laughs> stick in your ear i'm not doing this anymore yep yeah Best mama, she's a bit of an agent of change. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I did a fun episode where I was just um, reading some of her writings into the podcast and some of mm-hmm. her good sayings and all that. Oh, yeah. she Yeah, she was an agent of change. Yep. She used to say that uh, that uh, she was like Don Quixote. Uh-huh. She was always tilting at windmills, and best of far was Pancho Sansa. He was always keeping her from... <laughs> Tilting at too many windows yep. and pulling pulling her back when when she needed to. Totally. Yeah. So, but some sometimes the windmills won. Yep. <laughs> A bit of symbio symbiotic relationship there. Oh yeah. yeah. You just you never. But I remember one thing that she always, always, always told us that she never ever wanted to hear us call her was Ma. Yeah. Interesting. Because to her, she grew up in a, a small rural town. Yeah. And to her ma was was a derogatory term. Interesting. Because all the all the farm kids and all the kids that that she considered um not not poor or not beneath her, but the kids that that you know, the their family wasn't very close and they were mm. that, that that mom was mom was kind of just above the kids cuz she could have kids. Right. Was was called ma. Interesting. And she said, "Also, never call her Maggie. Her name is Marge, uh-huh. but never ever call her never Maggie. Maggie, yeah, never call her Maggie." So one time, I remember I was sixteen, and I walked by her and I said, <laughs> "Hey, Marge." She went, ah! "Don't you ever, ever?" And I'm like, "Sorry, I was just joking." <laughs> Nerve struck. <laughs> I was just joking. Yep. Well, Put that's down a the knife. There's that teenage thing of trying to push the limits, find the edges. Oh yeah, I've I've got a little of that too. <laughs> Nice. I come by that honestly on both oh, sides. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting. So was uh do you remember I guess maybe I should ask Best Far this more than anything. Yeah. But what was your memory of first going to Norway? Cause was that when you were like because like Papa was Yeah, I was seven. Okay. From a seven to the time I was eight. Yeah. I remember um I remember thinking that it was going to be just a visit to my grandparents' house. I couldn't understand uh-huh. why it was a year. Oh, sure. I didn't know at the time that my parents were thinking about living there permanently. Really? And their, oh, their thought that. was, you don't need to tell children this. We, we are the adults. And right. what, they have to live with whatever decision yeah. that we make. Yep. So uh, it, was, it, was, it was weird. It was yeah. weird. Because I had to learn the language and... Actually, my first three weeks there, I kept being asked by my classmates, which country I like the best? Oh, my gosh. America or Norway? <laughs> They're asking you to renounce your patriotism. <laughs> you know, and it's like, you know, you oh, if you're staying here, you should, you know, you should like, you know, 
Yeah. And finally I said, you know, I really can't cut myself in half. I'm half of each. Yeah. And totally. I said, that makes up all of who I am. Yeah. Oh, I know, but you're living in Norway. <laughs> Do you still like Norway? Do you still like America? And I'm just like, holy crap. <laughs> you know? I mean, they were like two steps away from calling me a half breed. And I'm like, right. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. But my, my grandmother was always loving and fun, and my grandfather was always stoic and, uh-huh. you know, so. Totally. She uh, she kept him from totally staying and living inside himself, and uh-huh. he kept her from, you know, wandering off into happy land all the time. <laughs> so. Interesting. But they both grew up in very, very large families. Very right. large families. Right. So they probably didn't get a whole lot of one-on-one time with their parents or... Yeah, that seems to be the thing with really big families. And then the older kids kind of have to shoulder some of the parenting mm-hmm. responsibilities. Even to this day, with a lot of the, um, my contemporaries, you know, they had six or eight kids and you became a mother to your brothers and sisters right. by the time you were old enough to take a responsibility, like 10 years old. Yep. All of a sudden you were in charge of your brothers and sisters and it was your job to help your mom. And if they goofed up or made a mistake, it was your it's fault. It's on you. Yeah. A lot of those people grew up and they had maybe one or two kids on their own because they had already raised kids. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. like, well, I'm not doing this anymore. Totally. Yeah. There's a, that's another fine line between being a good, supportive, loving family, but then sometimes it can, you get your own stuff from that when you have to take on responsibility or not yeah. quite. One family in for. our small town dressed all their kids alike all the time. Whoa. And there was like eight in the family. In Norway or in Michigan? In Michigan. Whoa. What was the uniform? It was just, they. it wasn't a uniform. They just dressed everybody alike. They get like one one suit and then they do like the girls version of the suit for the girls and, yeah. the, and the guys version of the suit for the guys. Wow. And as soon as the kids got old enough... They left and didn't look twice about coming back. Yeah. Oof, you know, oof. because you were always, you were always wrong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. A high control household sounds like. Oh, yeah. And dang. religion was, was the base of it. Religion was used yeah. to, you know. Definitely justify those things. Yeah. And... Which is sad. Yeah. Definitely. But you were asking me about humor earlier. Yes. Yes. So, um. I like humor. I think humor is is very, very helpful. As a matter of oh, fact, yeah. I read an article. I don't know if it's true or not, but uh-huh. there's a list of things that humor actually does for your body. Oh, yeah? One of them is, the one I found most fascinating was there, there's a chemical that your body releases when it wants to heal itself. Mm-hmm. And when you laugh, that chemical is released. Right. It also exercises your um, your heart. Uh-huh. Uh, it's good for your head. It's good for your heart. It's good for your whole system. There you go. You know, um, because you're 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 relaxing. You're you're letting down. You're letting all that stress. Yeah, or whatever. Or release the tension. Exactly. And even yep. sometimes when when we're not carrying stress, we're there's still stress there. Yeah. And when we when we laugh, you know, especially a good old belly laugh, we're we're letting that go. Totally. You know? Totally. Yeah, it's so important. I think that's one of the reasons I've always been a bit of a ham. Is uh. Yeah, it's fun laughing. It's fun making people laugh. Exactly. I, I'm an easy laugh for sure. I uh, yeah. I, I give it up pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think humor. I think it's pretty. Oh. It's pretty universally beloved in our family. We're a funny bunch. And you know, and if you sure. if you 
if you're having a bad day and after you come down from having that bad day, I think if, if you can find something to make you laugh. Yeah. Just even for a few minutes, I think it helps. Oh, yeah. It helps gain some perspective. Totally. You know, because some days suck. I mean, they just they straight up pookie duke. Yep. You know, and yep. it's hard to get through those days sometimes. But if you can find something. That, you know, and even if you can't, you know, sometimes. Yep. Some um, days are just a wash. Yeah. Try again tomorrow. You know, and sometimes I um, I think of things like I was writing down the other day because um, Valentine's Day is, is one of those sucky days if you're single. Yeah. Yeah. And I was laughing to myself going, you know, it could be worse. I could be a member of the St. Valentine's Day massacre. <laughs> they were having a bad day. There you day. go. There you go. There's some perspective. And I'm just giggling to myself going, I'm laughing about people being shot. Right. This is wonderful. Yep. But basically what happened was uh, um, these mobsters got together. Uh-huh. These mobster gang leaders got together. Yeah. And there were people in both of their... Um, both of their groups, both of their mobs that they didn't want. Right. And so they, they invited these people to a, a back garage and telling them they had something for them. Yeah. So they made them stand up against the back wall and close their eyes. Oh my gosh. And while their eyes were closed, that was it. Oh my gosh. Two minutes. Wow. And they, the police came and found them and they were, these, these were big guys in, in the mob. You yeah. know, they weren't the bosses, but sure. they were big guys. Sure. And so it happened on St. Valentine's day. Wow. Like, well, you know, no matter how bad my day is, you know, <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> there you go. There's some good perspective right there. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, that you, is. You were talking about. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, but um, no, making yourself laugh thinking about that. Mm-hmm. I think my my sense of humor is mainly about making myself laugh and just making myself giggle. Yeah. And other people find it amusing. That's great. But yeah. at the core of it, I'm just. You're just dying. I'm just getting my own goat. Oh, I know that that happened to me one time when we were visiting. Um, are we are we out of time or? Nope. Okay. Let's see. Oh no, we're still good. Forty eight okay. minutes. Okay. So, um, there was a church. Uh huh. That we went to visit, to, and we were visiting my aunt, my great aunt in Florida, my grandma's twin. Oh wow. Which was a little eerie because she looked like my grandma, but. Right. Did not sound like my grandma. Right. <laughs> she was a little more earthy, I would ah, say. Yes. Yes. A sweet lady, but she called the wings the way she saw things. And uh, my grandma would just go, <sighs> Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> we um we were on the way home and it was Sunday. And my mother insisted, she said, Okay, we haven't been to church in two weeks. I'm like, Oh mom, we're on vacation. <laughs> she said, No, 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 we're we're gonna go to church. There's yeah. a there's a church, it's uh, we we have a church not too far from here, a couple hours, and it's on the way home. And uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I just want to go home. <laughs> I'm tired of the cockroaches and the Spanish boss. Right, me right. So, um, we stop in the church, and we're we're sitting down. <laughs> and I was bored, you know. And when I, when I get bored, my brain starts working, and I start thinking, oh, yeah. okay, what what can I do to either distract myself or see something that's funny or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, I look up. And there are like three much, much older gentlemen. You know, these these were definitely in God's waiting room. Yeah. Like, sitting up yeah. there. <laughs> and they were they were about to speak. And this one guy got up and he walked across the room and I went, Oh no, I am in so much trouble. <laughs> Have you ever seen okay, on, on the on the Carol Burnett show, there was an older gentleman by the name of, of uh Miss of um uh, 
oh, I can't think of his name. Anyway, he was an old guy. Uh-huh. He uh-huh. walked like this. <laughs> he talks like this. Just, you know, moving really slowly. <laughs> and he just can't move very fast if his life depended on it. Yeah. And so this guy gets up and he walks across the floor over to the pulpit just like that. And I'm and he's speaking and his speaking is just like the character. And I'm just going, oh, please God, no. please God, not in church. Because <laughs> my parents, being who my parents are, put you in front of the church, not yep. in the back of the church. Yep. No, we're way up front. With, <laughs> you know? So we're up front in church. And I'm doing this, and my shoulders are going up and down, and uh-huh. I'm laughing. Uh-huh. And my mother leans over and she says, What are you, what's so funny? What's so funny? I said, Mom, Carol Burnett show. Watch this guy. <laughs> And so she looks at me, and I actually got to her. Now, you have to, you have oh, to work hard to get wow. to my mom. So she's In sitting church. there, and her shoulders are going up and down. And we, we, we can't even look at each other. Don't, 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 don't look at me. Okay, oh I won't gosh. look at you. Yes. And we're both just sitting there in the pew doing this. So we looked, we looked down, and my dad's giving us both a stink eye. Lady, girls, what are you, what are you doing, girls? And I, you called your wife a girl. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Girls, what are you, what are you doing? I said, oh, you, and he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't understand. It. It's, yeah. it's not his sense of humor. He yeah, doesn't get yeah, it. Yeah. And we just, mom said, Tori, you wouldn't you wouldn't get it we'll we'll tell you when when we go outside yeah so we we couldn't we couldn't look at each other we just we watched him <laughs> and the whole time I'm, I'm i guess i was biting my lip <laughs> holding hit, it in my leg cost. yeah you know i was pinching my leg hit my leg doing everything i possibly could and <laughs> as we're going outside yeah to shake you you shake the minister's hands we're going outside i shook his hand uh-huh and started laughing and just ran. <laughs> I ran to the car and I laid in the back seat and I howled. I just howled. Oh so, my god. So mom gets to the car and she says, Thanks a lot, Karen. I said, I, you know. So one more one more funny church story. Yes, we have please. we have some cousins yeah. who uh are are ministers in, in their church and they do a um family service yeah. program. And they also run a store, so sometimes they don't always get a chance to to go over the material as much as they'd like. Uh-huh. And they plan the service, and they plan the song, and and, and they they both have a really good, you know, their last name is Richard, so they've got a really good sense of humor. Uh-huh. But um, <laughs> so they're they're sitting there, <laughs> and they're up front, you know, and they're trying to be dignified, and mm-hmm. and uh, and. So they look down and they're they're holding the 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 uh the, the video in their hand. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was the church's stance on masturbation. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Had no idea that's that's what it was. And they, they they couldn't even look at each other. They just they slid it in, they went back down, they stoically sat down and didn't dare even look at each other because they would just laugh so hard they fall off the, you know. Oh my gosh. And so the first of all the hundred so plus songs in our church uh-huh. and in other churches, yeah. the first song was, we thank you, God, for these little blessings of life. <laughs> and they just kind of took all of our self-control, not to even, you know. Oh, my god! They said they're thinking about baseball. They were thinking about, you know, everything. They, but, yeah. So they, they get in the car and they start laughing so hard. They start snorting, you know, the uh, classic yes, Richard yes, snort. Yes. So, yeah, that sometimes life can be stranger than fiction. Oh, totally. <laughs> I definitely that I have that snort. I, oh, uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I kind of like it. It well, it's almost like when someone gets me to snort, that's when you know they really hit a home run. <laughs> well, and the nice thing is we, we we can always tell where we are in the dark. 
Yeah. We just kind of have to, we just have to listen for this. Oh, he's over there. How can you tell? The Richard Snort. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So Richard Snort. Oh my gosh. Amazing. So anyway, yeah. Humor is just so, so beneficial. Yep. You know? Yep. Especially. um, Robin Williams visited... He's he was one of, one of my heroes. And, oh, same! I love him. And because uh, he was he was earthy and he was funny, but he also made you think. Yeah. And uh, he said he did an interview in Germany, and he was interviewing this woman who said uh, who asked him if he thought that that Germans had a sense of humor. Yeah. And he said, "No, I I really don't think that people laugh a whole lot in Germany." You know, he said, "I I you know," he said. <laughs> And he said, do you think it's because you got rid of all, all the funny people? <laughs> oh, my God. You know, kind of, yeah. you know, nice. But yeah, in a little dig. little dig. And she said, no, I don't think so. I think we all know how to laugh in Germany. Ah, well, I, I think you got rid of all, all the funny people that would have made people laugh. And she looked at him like, what? What are you talking about? What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Laugh? What is that? <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Too funny. Nice. Well, we are, I think about, let's see how far in we are. We've, I think we've been going for 55 minutes. Pretty good. Do you have any other edifying wisdom or messages you want to share with our listeners? We don't have to stop right now, but. uh, Be good to yourself so you can be good to others, but be good to yourself first. That's so important. don't feel guilty about it. Yep. That's something I definitely need to keep in mind and. Always tell myself. You were talking about my mom's wisdom. One uh-huh. of one of her favorite sayings was, "Guilt is only guilt if you accept it." Yep. If you don't accept it, it has no power over you. There you go. There you go. And that a job is just a job. It's not who you are. Yep. That's that's what I'm very glad to uh, to hold. Yeah. Some people get lost in their work. So that's it. Um, if you want to contact me for any reason, contact me through Bryn. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> but you realize that before you contact me, before I get back to you, you must buy one of the bags first. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just teasing. Oh, no, you're bag. good. You, yeah, you still got it. You still got the uh, sample lady skills. You can sell anything. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Tanta, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. It's been a blast. Thank you very much for inviting me. I enjoyed Mm -hmm. it thoroughly. Yes, wonderful. All righty. Signing off. Okay. Podcore out.